Welcome to today's episode of the Streamline Podcast. My guest is Graham Farmer, an industry legend, founder of Data Transmission, and so many other things, so many other hats in this industry that the intro would be too long. We would need to go into a second episode. Graham, thank you so much for joining me today. Hello. How are you? You right? I'm great, mate. I am fantastic. I am tickety-boo. I'm so happy to be chatting to you again. Did you, have, did you have a nice Christmas? Mate, I had a fantastic Christmas. I didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? I did I, I did the same. I have two weeks at Christmas. I just shut the laptop. I switch off everything. I actually had a week off of social media as well. I just I didn't post anything on social media. I didn't I kind of popped on there briefly but not wasn't on it wasn't in it. My screen time went down to like ten minutes or something. Um wow. and ju- just I had a week of just being offline completely and it was it was lovely. It was refreshing. And now here you are on five different feeds at the same time and it's funny we were saying before can you still say happy new year i believe you can go for it happy new year (laughs) second week of january it's over yeah once you go past the tree coming down that's it that's the uh that's the end of the happy happy happinesses (laughs) excellent well graham for anybody that isn't familiar with yourself and your story uh, could you tell us sort of how you got into this crazy industry and and um a little about yourself as well of course yeah so i started in the music industry um about 16 17 years ago i was started a nightclub in london called turn mills uh before that i was go i was just a regular clubber i went i've been dancing on the dance floor probably since 96 maybe and then I started at Terminals in the mid IOs, like the last five years of the club, basically, with some kind of great artists come through there. We had, uh, for anyone that's not aware of the club, it was one of the greatest clubs in London. We programmed in house kind of all the, a load of the nights. We had a few that were external, but most of the nights were programmed in house. We, uh, we had a regular Friday night, which was the gallery, which was a trance night. And then Saturdays were more electronic and house and techno, which was really cool. And I basically did all the online stuff for them. Built all the websites, built all that. Back then, it was all emails. It was all built all the e flyers, and generally just kind of ran everything online. And then the club was coming to the close, and it was like, "What are we doing now?" It actually, as part of Turnmills, we had a we had like a, an actual print magazine called Data Transmission, which was basically kind of all the flyers for for the for the club and kind of some interviews with some of the artists that were playing, just to kind of keep it all in one place. And then that was, I sort of turned that into the website that now is Data Transmission. And that was, well, 12 years ago in February, we, we launched that. February the 1st, in, um, we launched that. So then at the time, that was, it was basically Don't Stay In online. There was RA. There was a couple of other websites online, but there's not really much about it. There was, we were one of the few. So we kind of interviewed a lot of people back then. We tried to do ticket in, but it didn't really work. Uh, and just became this, big old blog that is data transmission today then kind of some of the other guys popping online like Mixmag at that time was just the front cover of the uh, the magazine same was DJ Mag they sort of started building their online profile and obviously overtook because they were just bigger bigger entities and essentially grew the business from there and then a few years ago we launched our own radio station myself and Sasha Wall we built this built data transmission radio we have our own radio station now, which has 150 different shows every month. And 
we, I launched a, a record label called Shanghai with a guy called Waxwork. And the last two years, I've been coaching DJs. I now coach 60 DJs. And I have from my, but literally from my, I have my Instagram, Graham, at Graham Farmer, where I give out tips and advice every day to help people get through the music industry and learn more about the music industry. Um, everything kind of after you've made a record, there's a lot of motivation on there. Uh, I have my own YouTube channel, which again does the same. I do interviews and kind of ask ask questions around the music industry. Yeah, that's kind of where we're up to date then. And so I guess the most pressing question, when do you sleep? Uh, I, I Well, so I finish at about 10 o'clock. Well, I finish at about 9 o'clock every night and sleep by about 10 o'clock. And then I start at about, I get up at quarter to five and I start work at about five-ish in the morning. And then, wow. except for this morning when my alarm didn't go off and I didn't start till seven and it's literally screwed up my whole day. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, you are, you clearly love what you do and you are very passionate. Otherwise, you wouldn't be working all day like this. Um, oh, yeah, I love it. It's it's. Yeah. it's it's, it's it's a great industry to be in. You have to work hard in this industry to get where you want to go, but I'm, I'm fully into that, so it's cool. That's it. And hey, I'm, Willie. I'm grateful to be able to take up a chunk of your time today for this. To let you know, I've started putting some messages on the screen for those watching the video. Uh, we're getting some comments coming in on Periscope and Facebook where we, we are live on LinkedIn, Periscope, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch right now. So we're kind of just trying to hit everyone, no matter where you are right now, if you're awake and you're online. Okay, we've got people tuned in from all around the world right now. This is super cool. That's um, amazing. Yeah, I don't usually do these because I'm in the US now. I don't usually yep. do these this early in the morning. So I'm getting getting some Australians tuning in as well, which is fantastic. Obviously, nighttime for them. Arlo. My, my friend Arlo, shout out to Arlo. Great to see you tuned in as well. Cool. Hello. And Chris Webb. Hey, he's one of my coaches. Hi, gay. Chris. Wicked. Istanbul. Amazing. It's, wow, we are going around the world right now. Thank you for these comments and for tuning in right now. If you do have questions, obviously, we will try and get to those as well and do a bit of a live Q&A. But for now, let's let's push on with this and, and keep going. Cool. So... Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm going to stop looking at these comments for a minute because it just keeps going. We'll, we'll come back and we'll get some more of these up on the screen shortly. You know, you mentioned that sort of your main focus right now, did you say it was about 60 artists that you have? Yeah. So coaching wise, we, uh, we launched it like two years ago and essentially for about a year before that, I put a lot of free content on Instagram and at the end of the year, it was like, right, I'm going to take on 10 and that really well went really, really quickly. It was really good. It was really the, the sign up was amazing, and a load of those first ten I'm still working with today, which is really cool. And they've had a, like so much. We had so much success with uh, with loads of the artists last year, and and I've just been growing it every like every every month. Some people drop off, some people come in, some people like some of the sixty. They're in like resting periods where they're making more music, so they're kind of they're kind of working away and I don't need to speak to them at the moment, but some of them are some of them. So there's active ones and non-active and yes, it's, it regulates sort of thing, you know? Totally. And I mean, 60 artists, that's, that's quite the achievement as well. That's pretty cool to, uh, <laughs> to be part of, to be part of their journey as well. Oh, it's um, so, it's so fun. Still, of course. Yeah. It's so fun. Like we, like I said, we, I reckon we signed probably 50 records last year. 
across those artists. I reckon there was so many gigs that came out of it. There was like we put on some of our own gigs or right there we signed some of the records ourselves. But the 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 plan is to get help them get further, help them with social, help them build their build their brands, and help them sign some records to the right labels and help them become you know the DJs they want to be, you know, and the artists they want to be. Yeah, that's it. And you know, you, you can't be good at everything. If you're a great producer, you are probably terrible at staying up to date on social media. Yeah. Because you can't be you can't be good at both at the same time. But with the right information and the right support, you can get better at that. You know, whether somebody takes it over for you or whether somebody just tells you, hey, when you got 10 minutes each day, here's where you should invest that time to grow your socials. Yeah. So, you know, that's really important. And especially for DJs, I mean, I should say DJ slash producers because you really do need to be social. It's um, your audience are out. They're attending gigs. They're going to concerts. They're posting it on social media. Uh, you want to make sure that you're a part of that community and not just sort of hiding in the studio, pumping out those tracks because you obviously <laughs> – You've, if you're getting out and playing, you want to make sure that you're reaching that audience as well. Yeah, and also, but also building your own network as well. Like we've done, like some of my, I've taken some of my artists on school trips out. We go, we go out to events, and I go, we go and hang out with in the backstage and meet some people that I know and kind of introduce some introductions. So that helps as well, and that helps them grow. Yes, Willie, Willie's one of my coaches. Everyone's getting on board here. You're getting a lot of <laughs> love today, man. I must say, I. I, I haven't seen this much love this quickly into a recording before, so I'm really enjoying this. Obviously, the the time difference must be working in our favour as well. But you got a bit of a fan club, buddy. It's yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's the the my coach cheese. It's good to see. I put it into my Facebook group as well. So nice, nice, cool. So, what would you say your main point of focus is going to be for this year, for 2020, where? Where do you see yourself and your artists? Uh, so me, so for data transmission, the, the the big game is always let's try and break some artists. Let's let's build a platform that's big enough that we can go. We think this person's cool, and therefore the rest of the world go yes. So that's and that's that that goal is it. It won't happen this year. It might happen in the next twenty years. You know, we might. It might happen in two years. Who knows? But that's the game. We find some artists that we like. We have build a platform that's big enough that we can go, this is a cool person. Then there's just a load of micro goals that kind of help us to get to that thing. You know, it's like building up all, all of the different channels at the same time. It's creating content on those channels. It's learning more about creating the right content that delivers the right numbers. It's about building... For us, just building building out these 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 entities, you know. And then for artists, each of the artists. So in December, I met with most of the artists. We sort of worked out what their plans are for the next twelve months, because each of them is all at different levels. Like there's so many that some that are really like could pop this year. There's some that could pop next year. There's some that could pop year after. You know, it's 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 uh, and there's some that might fade away in the middle of the year. You know, it's. They're all in different journeys, and they're all they're all at different levels. So it's it's exciting to work with so many, but um, and it's exciting to see their each one's journey. Definitely, and I guess the key is you can't always predict 
when things will happen for them and they get to that next level, but you've got them ready, you've got them prepared so that it doesn't come as a massive shock and they know what they need to do. It's, uh, you know, if you've had that level of consistency and now you've started to gain that audience, you just need to maintain that level of consistency and you should be fine. So it's, it's good to see that these producers at whatever level they're at, they've got that support and they know what they need to do to keep growing as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, just getting building on that. Some of them is getting that consistency in the first place, and some of it is some of it is just getting the music ready. Some of them have got the music ready, but some of them have got some amazing music, but they haven't got enough going on that the the right labels will pick that amazing music up. So it's kind of building some stuff around that, getting their stuff, getting their what's going on for them going, so that when we send the, this bigger music out that's really really good then it gets picked up by the right labels so it propels them in the right direction you know yeah and speaking about consistency would you find that uh i guess some artists are scared to put out music too frequently or they sit on tracks for a long time do you find that some of the artists that come to you have something similar to that where they say Graham, I've got 10 tracks, but I don't know what to put out next. I don't know what ones I, I feel are good enough. Uh, have you ever had to just turn around and say, just put it out, just stop sitting on it, just start getting them out there? Uh, so, do you know what? A lot of the time it's more, It's there's a lot of music across multiple genres and it's 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 deciding what's going to push them forward right now and what's going to continue to be consistently pushing them forward. And what is they've just, the music they've just made for themselves to enjoy, and they've made it because they like that that sound that sound of music, but it isn't going to actually help their career at, at this stage. Like they can, there's music you can make music like making make as much music as possible, but you want certain things to go in the right direction, you know. And if you're if you if you're a house DJ and you're making house music, but then all of a sudden one day you decided right, I made this techno track, great. But you don't have to. You don't have to release that techno track. You can just make it because it's you like making music, and that's you know what you're doing. And it's you don't have to release everything you make. You know, totally. It's um, and, and, it, and it's trying to break that down into right. What is right for this you as an artist, and what is just just your fun music that you're going to play. Maybe you play it in your sets at the end of your set, and it's. You just you you know you sit on it for the next four years because it's your then that's your techno phase in four years time you know yeah totally and um, you know, you know fun is the most important part here if if you're not having fun you're probably in the wrong industry you, you know you don't get into this to make money <laughs> I had a conversation with a good friend of mine years ago and I said look. If I got into DJing to become a millionaire, I would have quit years ago. I got into it because I enjoyed playing music. And then the same with production. I I said I would have quit years ago if I was just doing this for the money. I do it for the love. I, I did it to make music that I could play in my sets and I enjoyed making. Yeah, exactly. So, it's, it's good to hear you saying that as well. And like you said, you might have another genre of music that you create as well that you don't necessarily release uh but you, you could have it sitting there and it may be worth putting that out as well yeah exactly yeah I, I, yeah just keep the keep the music that's keeping you know the stuff that's moving forward you know definitely because you want to you don't want to confuse a fan base yeah that you know the, if you're building momentum it's like you release two really good house tracks and then all of a sudden this mad techno track 
you're not going to keep that consistency with a, with a small fan base. Maybe when, once you've got a bigger fan base, then go for your life. But because your because your fans will have more wider tastes. But when you're new and you're small, just keep consistency up. Yeah, that's it. And as as you grow, there's I I'd love your opinion on this, but. In my opinion, there's no, there's nothing wrong with having an alias and putting music out under a different name, and keeping that separate. I mean, yeah, you can tell people, hey, I, I make a different type of music under another name. You can go check it out here, but at least your existing followers won't open up their release radar on Spotify and go, "What has Graham yeah. done? What yeah, is this? Exactly. You know, this isn't my jam. I don't know if I want to follow him anymore." Instead, you've got that consistency. And like you said, especially in the early stages, it, you don't want to shock people too much by doing something yeah. completely different. And I mean, we're not talking about going from like a, a funky house to a tech house track. We're talking about perhaps going from funky house to making a drum and bass. Yeah, a heaving drum and bass banger or something yeah. like that, where people are not going to be ready for it. So yeah, so, subtle moves across subgenres is fine, but just. When it's big changes like big techno, tech from house to techno, that's just it's just or it's too, too there's too much, you know. It's just and I, with the alias thing, like yes, you can have an alias, but at the moment it's when you're small and you're just starting, focusing all your energy in one alias and one you, and because with another alias you've got to have another set of socials and another set of things going on, and it's some a lot of, a lot of artists when they're small find hard to find the content for themselves. If they've got to do it for two lots of artists, it's just a lot of time you're using when they, you don't need to be. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point because when you are starting out, you really need to be, um, you know, we're always getting better every time. We're always learning. We're always growing. And especially in those early stages, if you're not focusing 100% of your attention in the music that you're creating and and obviously the, that audience, then you are going to start seeing some consistency drop off and you are going to see some of that audience drop off as well. You know, once you become more established, that's when you can see artists getting to the point where they don't release a track for two years. And then when they do, everyone loses their mind yes. and gets all excited. But if I released one track today and it blew up and then two weeks later it started to fizzle down, Nobody's going to remember me in one or two years' time. But if I'd done five tracks that had done that, put out an album, the album went well, and then maybe did a little tour and then took a break, that's a different story. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. So you know, what would you say are some of the biggest lessons that either you or your artists learned in 2019, uh, whether it was relating to social media or music production in anything that you'd like to share? My, my, my continual one is just, I need to believe in myself more and my own ability. And don't be really worried what other people are thinking. Like I constantly think I should be going live more and I need to just pull my finger out and stop procrastinating. I, I love that my, my, I launched my podcast last year, which I'm, which you are gladly a guest on. And, um, that was, that was a big thing and it kind of, I've been like, again, procrastinating on that for a year and a half and I shouldn't have done, I should have just jumped in and done it. Starting stuff, just because you know it's going to be shit at the start, just get on with it and, you know, start, just start putting stuff out because it's, even if it's shit, it's, it's going to get better. 
I learned a lot about video, which is cool. And just, I learned a lot about art, like, I guess, kind of manage, like, having artists, um, what art, how artists maneuver, how kind of to keep them motivated, how to, um, yeah, it was a fun year. It was a really fun year. Yeah. It's funny, looking back on 2019 and all of the changes that happened it's it's hard to sort of pick one key change to share. I mean, we're talking things like TikTok really took over as far yeah, as way to I I mean it's crazy. There could be a song that hasn't even been added to radio and isn't even necessarily on all of the streaming platforms yet, but everybody already knows it because they've all heard the same 10 seconds of it on loop uh, to, <laughs> to some crazy video on TikTok. So it's it's, it's really interesting to see all these different and creative ways that people are going about getting their music out there. And I know a lot of it, people go, oh, it looks like that was a fluke. That was just right place, right time. And look, that's very, very rare. There is strategy involved. I always say when it looks like a release came out overnight on Apple Music and Spotify and everywhere else, that's really not the case. They just didn't tell anyone it was coming out. There was, you know, six months, maybe even more of preparation where they had that song ready. It was already mastered. The artwork was done. Mm -hmm. They delivered it early and they set it up. And that's how they got all these banners on all the homepages and (laughs) editorial playlists and everything else. And I say to artists in the early stages, that's not a good thing. You need to be prepared. People need time to hear that music before release. So don't go thinking that overnight success is always going to happen. It, it can, but it's very rare and you can't rely on that. That's why you always need to be prepared. And that's what I love about all of your content online is that you are just dishing it out constantly and just saying, here's how you can be prepared. Here's how you can be ready. If you have that track that is going to get people's attention, make sure that when they hear it, they know where else to find you online. What's your social media look like? Are all the links correct? Do you have a website? Are you, do you have you claimed your profile on Spotify? Have you got a playlist with all of your other tracks on there so people can keep listening? And all of this stuff that, you know, sometimes sometimes we forget. Sometimes nobody's told us before. So, you know, I'm very appreciative of you for doing that. And your videos are very informative. Well. <laughs> they're getting better. There's, they're they're slowly getting better. They are. Uh, I'm. They're taking more time on it. I definitely. Um, the right at the start, there was a, there was a lot of stopping and starting and refilming and and there's a lot of it now where I'm kind of doing it in one take, which is cool. Which just takes less time. Yeah. The editing's getting better. Like I interviewed David Guetta last year, which was incredible, which was scary as hell. Uh, <laughs> but it, it taught me a lot, which is fun. I'm definitely going to do more video this year. Uh, I'm just this week has definitely been like a backlog clear all the backlog videos I'm I'm doing lots of unboxings this week I'm testing out headphones and testing out bits of kit that I didn't test out last year so so I can get back into the more informative stuff next week which is cool very cool it's funny you kind of got my interest there for a second with something you said as well not that you lost my interest of course but (laughs) um when when you're talking about these new products you know microphones headphones and such are you going to be doing unboxing videos yeah, I've done a few already. I did this mic, yeah. 
which is re- which is really cool. These headphones I'm I'm wearing now. I'm doing at the, I'm doing at the moment. This is why I'm testing these out. I've got them on because I'm testing them. Uh, I I've done I've done what else have I done? I've got I've got some other head. I've got I'm surrounded by headphones in my office at the moment because I've <laughs> because because I've got like I've got two pairs I've got unboxed. Oh uh, yeah, I've done a few. I've done a few little things. I've done some controllers. I've done. I've done lots of headphones. I seem to be the headphone tester at the moment. It's so satisfying, and I don't know what it is. It's just, I mean, you can go online and see what's in the box, and it will show you what you get in the box. But just that excitement of seeing the box open for the first time, seeing how it's packaged, it's really addictive. Yeah. I, do you know, I got, I'm doing a pair of these. I'm doing oh, – where are they? I'm doing these AI headphones and their packaging is like, it's like Apple's packaging. It's, it's right. so incredible. Like every part of the headphone is packaged individually. So okay. you have to pull each and you have to build them all in one, in one head, in one session. And they're completely like you literally plug the, the speaker into the cup, into the, put it on the band. They're one of the best head, like they're so incredible headphones, but the packaging is like Apple's and, it's it's all lovely and everything's like vacuum packed sealed bags and it's yeah I'm excited to undo those yet later. Very cool. Well, I'm glad you share that level of excitement and uh, I'm glad <laughs> you are doing those <laughs> unboxing videos, even if it's just for me for my I, own I, personal I, enjoyment. I, 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 I'm, I'm, not, I'm I'm not very good at them, but again, it's kind of like I, I get the products and it takes me ages because it's like I have to build up the build up the. Uh, the I don't know just nerve to kind of actually unbox them and talk about products that I'm probably well out of my league to talk about, but it's it's always fun. Yeah, but look, I mean, people don't always want a really detailed review. You know, they're going to let their own ears decide what headphones yeah. work best for them. But yeah, seeing that box open, seeing what's in there, <laughs> seeing how it's presented and packaged, it's um, it's exciting. Yeah, cool. So, so yeah, wh- what other <laughs> I try not to use the word content too much because it's so broad, but what else can we expect to see from you this year? I mean, obviously we just said there'll be more unboxing videos. Are you, and you mentioned that you're getting more confident, not that you, not more confident, but you're starting to do videos in one take now, which means less editing, which means probably more videos coming out, explainer videos, how-tos, things like that. There's, de- there's definitely more how-tos. I'm building a member section for data transmission, which is going to be, I'm not, sh- I'm not really kind of, I'm building up a whole member section, which is going to be house all of my content. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be part of the website. So you'll be able to just go in, log in, and there'll be everything from running ads to building playlists to making a SoundCloud do some, do amazing things to using things like hyped it to you know setting up your Spotify for everything everything will be in one place mm-hmm. um, and it's trying to like build it I'm gonna I'm, that's the next thing on my filming list is to go on is to work out a list of those things I want to film like I've been testing lots of stuff I'm testing out story ads for Instagram and trying to get those working I've been um, just loads of stuff to build your profile and build yourself as an artist. Um, so that's all going in the member section. I'm not, it's been, tr- I supposed to launch it at the beginning of November and we're now obviously two months later and it's still not launched. So it's taking longer, a lot longer than I thought. So that is the priority for January. I want to try and get that launched in January. Awesome. I look forward to seeing that. And then the rest of the year, but the rest of the year is just a continuation of the, we're going to keep rolling this content out as much as possible uh, across as many platforms as possible. I'll, the podcast will keep growing. The YouTube channel will keep growing. The the normal data transmission stuff, which is supporting artists and pr- 
putting out music and putting out mixes and putting out content is just well, just continuation. You know, I've launched a new techno channel which is called Nude on SoundCloud, which is which is uh, literally just for techno that kind of goes uns, 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 a lot. <laughs> Uh, great description. Not, great description. I'm, yeah, I'm not really into the melodic techno sort of thing, but I'm I am really into techno that just goes. So that's what that channel's about. Yeah, and the radio. I'm we're growing the radio station. We'll be doing. I'm we're growing that low this year. I'm going to be hopefully going to put some systems in to help that grow, which would be good. And taking on more radio shows because we've got the we've got the ability to do it. We just need the systems in place to make it possible. So yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting 2020. I'm excited. Year 12, data transmission. Yeah, it doesn't sound like you're showing any signs of slowing down. No. <laughs> I've, had, I've, had a, I've had that break and I'm like, let's just, let's just get cracking now, you know? You, you know what blows my mind is you said at the start about what a normal day looks like for you and most people it's working nine to five. You're literally five to nine. <laughs> yeah. You get up and you're on and then you get off and you go to sleep. Yeah, like I work with I work with my other half, so it's like we're seeing each other all day, which is which is the, one of the best things in the world. Mm. So, um, and we work from our house. So it's like, yeah, you can get a lot done in a week, you know. And as, as long as you're full of energy, then it's let's just let's just crack on, you know. I do stop for my I have my daughter lots of the time, so I stop for her, and she just gets my complete attention because yeah. she's like everything stops for her. But it's it's a nice place to be, in, you know. If you if if you're flying, I can do. Do lots of hours in the week and get lots achieved, you know. But then when when you start getting tired, you just I rest my body. I I've learned to understand like when I'm tired, just to stop and rest. I rest on Sundays as always. I try to switch everything off on Sundays. Mm. Yeah. One thing I want to do this year is get back on the dance floor a bit. I I neglected it a bit last year, mm-hmm. um, and just become yeah, just get back on the dance floor. I missed a lot of friends last year because I was just focusing on business. So I want to. Um, that is definitely a goal for this year. Return myself to the dance floor. Awesome. And and when you say that, are you talking about local gigs or are you, have you got some festivals in mind that you would travel to go and attend? Uh, I'm going to pick like I'm going to pick one a month, I think, or a couple of months where I'm just going to go to. Uh, I haven't really looked at festivals yet. I'm just thinking more January, February, March. I definitely support like, spot local where I am here. Like where I'm based in Milton Keynes, it's outside of London, so there's a there's a definite supporting for. Like I help all the the shows around here and help all the local local artists around here as much as humanly possible, and they all know I'm here to help them if they need it. And really help our real local scene here, you know. Awesome, yeah, and that's really important supporting your local scene as well. It's um, it's it's cool to go out and see those artists uh, when they're when they're playing around the world, but they need support locally first, so that yes. they can also get to that next level. Well, for us, for us, it's like the local scene here has always been. It was always really, really good, and it was always good in the rave days. And there were some really big, big nights there when it was raving. And then a few years ago, it just dropped off completely. And now we've got kind of like one venue, maybe one or two venues, and that is it for the whole town. And it's trying to like build those back up and build up the artists around them. And so we have our own local talents. And yes, yeah, it's it's it's, it's going to be a lot of work for Milton Keynes, but I'm I'm de- definitely dedicated to helping it helping it happen for sure yeah that's awesome